Hello, and welcome back to the Peerless Etiquette Podcast. I'm your host, Zakia, your image and etiquette expert, taking pleasure in helping you to improve your appearance, your behavior, and your communication skills for personal and professional success. To learn more about Peerless Etiquette and what we can do for you or your company, visit us online at peerlessetiquette.com. Being a mentor often comes with a very heavy load of dealing with someone who is still trying to find their way. And I'm talking about this today because it's a very important undertaking. If you are a mentor to a young person or an adult who is coming to you for help or guidance, it's very important for you to approach them in a way that is kind. Um, Sometimes when we know something, we can come off a little bit arrogant or impatient with those who are trying to learn the skill. So I would say to anyone who's listening, if you are a mentor, approach the person that you're helping with humility and kindness and a healthy dose of patience. So most of you know that I am the owner of Peerless Etiquette. And with that, I receive many emails from adults and teenagers and young adults who need help with navigating the workplace. Um, We may have, I may have a call that comes in from a young person who may not be able to afford an etiquette course with me one-on-one, but they want mentorship. And so what I do now through my program is I help them with the basics. So if they're getting started in the workplace and they just got a job offer and they need a refresher course on how to show up and be the best version of themselves, I offer that program to young people free of charge. The reason why it's so important for our young people to have mentors who are image consultants and etiquette experts is because our young people are our leaders of tomorrow and they're getting started today with the experience. So helping them get started on the right foot is very important to me. So when you're mentoring someone, it's very important, as I said, to exercise patience, kindness, and humility, and a healthy dose of grace. Sometimes I admit I get frustrated with trying to help someone who wants to do it in their own way. So releasing that person from the expectations that you may have set for them is the best thing that you can do and watch them thrive. Because not everything that someone else does may work for you, but it may work for that person. And as a mentor, you have to be connected, but not necessarily invested in the outcome. 
and this can be hard. This can be hard when you develop a relationship with someone who you want so badly to succeed and you want them to succeed the way that you're teaching them to do it. And that is never going to be the case. So this podcast today is all about how to be a good mentor to young people or friends, family members, and community members. The first step to being a good mentor is setting boundaries, okay? I struggle with this because when I'm in something, oh my goodness, I am all the way in. And I have a very hard time with being into something halfway, right? I feel like I'm not doing my level best if I am not giving it my all day in and day out. So I had to learn to set boundaries, meaning I may not be able to mentor everyone all the time, but I'm flattered by the people who reach out to me and they want my guidance. But I had to create boundaries. I created boundaries by having times that I mentor. So I have my schedule for mentorship and during that schedule, I'm all in. But I also am a wife. I am also a mother. I'm also a very committed and dedicated homemaker. So a lot of that comes with more time time to do these things properly and to maintain these relationships. So I couldn't always be there for people that I wanted to be there for because I was overcrowding my schedule. Once I learned to clear some things off my plate and set boundaries for the times that I was available, the times that I was available to them, I really was all in and I continued to be so. So if you are someone listening who is trying to mentor someone or help someone along the way, I invite you to create boundaries and create a schedule that you do not, do not under any circumstances come off of. Stay on that schedule. The person will begin to respect you and value the information that you offer them during the allotted time. But if you are always on your phone and they're always calling you and you never have a cutoff period, they are going to start taking what you're telling them for granted and not putting it into action. So first step, create boundaries. Second step, create a schedule. Third step, do not get off of that schedule with the person that you're mentoring. Now, I'm not telling you that you can't listen to a voicemail if they call you out outside of your schedule and think about what you've heard. And by the time you have your next session together, you can bring that up or you might shoot a text. But I'm telling you from experience, don't allow it to grow legs and take off without you. Because what happens is it becomes a wild ride and the person doesn't really take what you're saying to heart. They believe that they can just talk to you whenever and then your life and your private life and your family life starts to give way to unfeathered access to you. The second step when you are mentoring someone is to have them do the work. 
Sometimes you may have some goals that you think they should be focused on, but they are not interested in those things. They may want to approach part of the problem, half of the problem, a quarter of the problem. They may want to start in the middle and work their way outward. They may want to try some stuff and see if that works and then come back to you for more guidance. You have to allow the person who's coming to you for guidance to write down their goals. Pay attention to what is important to them. What's important to them becomes important to you. And you work within their parameters for their life. Personal story. I was contacted by a young lady who I love so dearly, who I've worked with since she was all of 18 years old. Now she's finishing college and she's off to the races to climb the corporate ladder. One of the things that I thought she needed help on wasn't what she wanted help on. So we started where she wanted to start and I assisted her where she wanted to start. I met her where she wanted to meet. Then over time after being, you know, uh, set back from different things that happened from her course of action, she came back to me and she asked to work on the thing that I've always wanted to work on with her, but she said she had it. So the time that I brought it up to her that, hey, I think you should really work on your communication skills. I think that that is an area for opportunity for you based on the career path that you've chosen. She said she knew how to communicate. She had no issue with communication and that um, what she really wanted help with was uh, her etiquette. So dealing with people on a daily basis, social skills and those things. Okay. And another thing, just a quick tip, do not offer advice from a area you have no experience in. So if you come to me and ask me information about being a lawyer, I can't help you. I can send you to my husband, uh, who's a brilliant attorney, but I cannot help you with that. I can help you with my lane and my lane is PR, marketing, and personal brand management by way of etiquette. So I teach appearance, behavior, and communication, and I teach it better than anyone. So that is the lane that I continue to ride in. So she came to me and, um, she came back to me and said, I need to work on my communication skills. After so many years of evading that part, uh, she admitted that she needed to work on her communication skills because she's, she got feedback from other people who um, said that her communication was an issue. It kept becoming an issue with customers and clients. And so then we attacked it. And when I did give her the information about communication, and how to strengthen uh, her communication skills. She took it to she took it and she ran with it, and now she's doing so well. 
So it's very important for you to allow your mentees to um, choose the parts they want and take off with it. And if they have to come back later on, you're just there to help guide them from to what they want to do, not for what you think is best for them. Okay. Um, because people won't really accept information from you. You'll be wasting your breath and all of your time and all of your energy because people don't really listen to the parts they have no interest in. Okay. So that's another tip for you. And the third and final tip, I'm not going to make this podcast very long. The third and final tip for today is be authentic. Be authentic to you and don't oversell yourself to to what you're trying to help the person do. So sometimes I'll I'll meet someone and <laughs> my kids have they're really funny about um, laughing at the way that I deal. But <laughs> when I meet someone for the first time, the first thing that I do is I listen to their expertise. Um, I ask a few questions, and then after that. I sit with it for a bit and see if the person was showing up as their authentic self. Was this who was this was this who this person really is, or is it just a profession? Um, is it really their passion and their purpose? And I get all these things intuitively um, from communicating with people. And if I don't feel like someone really enjoys what they do, I don't really trust them to guide me because they haven't really found their purpose. Their eyes don't light up about their career. Uh, They're kind of just in it for the money or in it for the notoriety, but they aren't really in it because they love it. Um, So that's my third and final tip to you. Authenticity and really loving what you do as a mentor. You can't really mentor anyone to um, to, to, to greatness if you're half doing what you are, uh, your career that you're a part of. So for me, whenever I teach etiquette, I am on and happy and just, you can just tell that it's what I love. I come to light anything about etiquette. Like I take phone calls from friends who are calling about planning a wedding and how to do the invitations and set the table and all. I just love it. I love all of it. And if you check out my website, uh, peerlessetiquette.com, it'll most likely take you to zakiashakir.com first because I'm a, I am the foundation to all of my, my companies. So you'll see a little bit about me. I, I love homemaking. I love home design. Uh, I love all of the little details to entertaining at home and cooking beautiful meals and all of it. It's my favorite thing to do. It brings me so much joy. So in my etiquette company, it's almost like I'm not really working because the etiquette company is just an extension of who I am on a daily basis. It isn't an act. It isn't something that I'm putting on. It isn't something that I am um, doing in a, for the money or you know for the notoriety. It's who I am. And so when I share it with people, they connect with me, or at least they tell me that they do. Um, so 
This is something that's very important for mentors. Please mentor your mentees in a way that's authentic to you. Bring some energy and excitement to what you're teaching them and also be very honest with them about the pitfalls so they can avoid them, okay? Um, Being a mentor means that you have experience and having that experience, you can also let them know where the landmines are buried so that they can avoid them. Okay, well, this has been Zakia with an off the cuff, (laughs) a very off the cuff um, podcast about mentoring and how to be the best mentor that you can be to those who reach out for your help and leadership. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Peerless Etiquette.